So we read in the book of Colossians, chapter 4, verse number 2, as follows. It says, this continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. So if you guys know and you showed up to our Thanksgiving dinners in the past, you know they don't speak very much on the Bible during these things because you get enough of that on Sundays, right? You hear me ramble on and on about what's the Bible about and what it says, this and that. This verse over here is pretty simple, pretty straightforward. It talks about the interrelation between two things, right? Continuing in prayer, right? And watching with Thanksgiving. I believe prayer and Thanksgiving are two very inner connected things and I've seen that in my life as I've gone through these past couple of years where I've really needed to rely on God through prayer and of course uh, 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 which goes hand in hand giving God the glory in Thanksgiving so I want to share a little bit about my past two years some of you guys already have heard the story already some of you guys have many of you guys have not but I think the past two years of my life have been kind of like crazy and full of like highs and lows right and a big roller coaster up and down personally and professionally because of some weird stuff that's been going on so i'll share with you a little bit about that and about how i feel that it's important that i've had a god that i can rely on in prayer and a god that we can glorify now on thanksgiving so the genesis of this uh of these the story is based on the fact that in the past 24 months, two years, 24 months, believe it or not, I've actually gone through four jobs. Can you believe that, right? Four jobs, a little bit of a turnover, right? Four jobs in the past 20, 24, past 24 months. Well, how did that happen? And how did God carry me through all these like up and downs and changes and left and right turns? Well, it started like about two years ago. I was working at this law firm down in Redwood City, been there for quite a few years. And you know, I was pretty happy there. Good people, good boss, uh, good environment seemed like. But it turned out that, you know, through the rumor mill and through the not so rumor mill when I got in public, that the firm was having like big financial troubles. So once people found out that the firm was having big financial troubles, what happened? Everyone wanted to leave, right? Like you could see like all my friends, like they left, right? I want to find a better, a better, a job with better future prospects. One that's not a financial troubles, right? But you know me, I was kind of like, well, you know, I don't, I don't like change, right? And I was pretty happy there, good boss. And it's like, well, it could be tough, but I'll just, I'll hang on, right? For now, even though I saw other people leaving. But like everyone else, you get uncertain, so you make sure you update your resume, right? You keep your eyes open just in case. But I, you know, I wasn't really seriously like trying to get out because I'm like, well, who knows? Like, what am I gonna find that's better? Who knows if something out there is better or not, right? Well, lo and behold, one like large law firm reached out to me. This is a national law firm, like randomly kind of reached out to me, like on LinkedIn, and said, "Hey, Norman, we saw you on LinkedIn. Do you want to come in and interview for this job here, right?" I said, hey, because this is like a large national law firm, like maybe that's something we're interesting, something I would check out, right? Like especially since everyone else is jumping ship around here, maybe I should check it out, right? So I wanted to go meet with these people in San Francisco, this large law firm, and I met with the folks there. And one of the folks that I met with is actually someone I knew, right? He's this guy that I worked with like on a prior case. We worked on the same case together, the same law firm that he was at. The guy's name's Nick, right? So, you know, I went to the interview, met Nick. I knew him already. So it was like the easiest interview ever, right? Because 
Like I know these people already, right? And, I, and they want me to do basically the same job that I was doing before, right? Only do it for them instead of the other company, right? So, you know, it was an easy interview. And then I got the offer, right? So then I was like a tough decision. It's like, hey, you know, I was like racking my brain. It's like, so I got this offer. They want me to join their firm. But, you know, I was happy where I was. Yeah, they're not doing too well right now. So I had to pray about it a lot and think about it a lot. I said, I don't know, what should I do, right? Should I stick here? Should I go? I don't know, right? So I talked to some other people. I talked to one of my friends that worked at the same place as me. And he kind of knew what was going on about, you know, everyone's leaving and some of that. And I asked him, like, well, what do you think? He said, well, you know, you should do what's best for yourself. But, you know, if you're really having a hard time figuring it out, this is what you should do. You should just, like, go back to that other firm and, uh, and say something ridiculous. Like, ask for, like, a lot more money and just see what they say. And if they make you an offer you can't refuse, then your decision is made, right? And I talked to Elaine about that, too. And he said, of course, you've got to negotiate your salary. You don't want to leave, like, the place where you're established just for some, like, little bit more money, right? So I called so call that recruiter back, right? I said, you know, you, if you want me to move up there, you know, you got to give me like, I give some ridiculous number, like give this much more, right? I didn't know what to say. I just give me this much more, right? That's a lot. And so we waited to hear back from them or whatever. And a couple of days later, she calls me and says, uh, yeah, we'll give it to you, right? Sure. I was like, whoa, <laughs> now what? <laughs> and I was like, I felt like, what, the dog that ca caught his tail, right? I was like, oh, they called my bluff now. Now what do I do? I can make a decision. I gotta pray about this even more, right? And think about it even more. I was like, well, you know, I said that I would just go with the decision. If they made the, if made the offer I can't refuse, I'd go with it, right? And I talked to my friend, too, and I found out that the partners at the firm I was working at, like, what they were making, like, some of the partners, you know, what they were making was actually less than what that other place just offered me. And I said, what? That means that if I work here and kill myself for like five more years to get promoted, I'd be making less money than if I just take this other job, right? So I said, okay, I'm going to go. That was a decision, right? So I, I left that firm. I moved to the big national firm in San Francisco. And it was truly like a, a praise God one. In fact, if we had the Thanksgiving banquet you know, two years ago, maybe that's what I would have shared on. Like, oh, look, God bless me. I moved this job, you know, like a great, better job, ton more money or whatever. Great, right? And, you know, I started working there and it really was great. It was like, I really did just do like exactly the same thing I was doing before. Had a cool boss, a guy that I knew already from working with him before, right? Had a bigger firm, national prestige and all that kind of stuff like that, right? So I was pretty happy, you know, and, and I was making more money than we ever had before, right? Some of you guys might have remembered, I talked about this like a year and a half ago, Elaine and I went on like a Europe trip. It's like, why do we go to Europe? That was the first time we had all this money to go on these extravagant vacations. You know, I'm not like Nathan where I can travel the world like every single like few months it seems, right? That was like our first trip in like, like seven, eight years, right? That we finally were like, kind of like take a breath, right? So, you know, it was really great for the first couple months. It was like, wow, oh, you know, I, I, I love it here. I love it. And then I think like after like another few months, like randomly one day, Nick, my boss comes to my office and he closed the door and he says like, uh, Norman, I gotta tell you something. He says, uh, tomorrow's my last day at this firm. I'm leaving. I'm going to another firm. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm taking my whole practice there, and you know, I'm gonna go to this like smaller firm. They're starting up new, and it's a great place, and this, this, and that. And says, so, you know, you know, hopefully I can take you with me. You're gonna follow me there, right? And I said, sure, or whatever, yeah, yeah, just let me know. He says, but the problem is, you know, I'm new there, so I can't, I can't tell you anything yet. You know, just hang tight here for now, right? And then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let you know, right? I'll let you know. And so then the next day he leaves, and that was his last day, and the whole office knew that he left, right? And it was a big deal. And, of course, everyone starts coming by my office, and they're going, Norman, I heard you're leaving. <laughs> I said, no. <laughs> I said, I said, well, nothing's official yet, you know, I, I'm not leaving, you know, I, I have not been asked to leave yet, right? But everyone thought I was leaving, right? And, you know, so it became really weird at work, right? Like a lot of people like didn't want to give me any stuff to work on. They're like afraid that, oh, is this guy going to leave in like two weeks and I give him like a case to work on and he's going to abandon me? So like, I didn't get like much work after that, right? For a little bit. And then I went to go interview with Nick's people. And like, they're really great. It was like a cool office and cool people and all this stuff. And I was like, oh, I was praying to God. I was like, oh, this sounds like a good opportunity. Like, I could follow him there and I can go do whatever at this place. Like, yeah, you know, I would definitely take it if they offer it to me, right? I interviewed there. And then, like, a week passed. I didn't hear anything. Then, like, two weeks passed. Didn't hear anything. Then, like, a month passed. And then Elaine tells, like, you know, when they don't get back to you in a month, that tells you something already, right? That kind of means something. Like, so I was like, oh, you know, meanwhile, I'd say, I'll have to go, like, plug through at where I am, right? You know, so I had to go find, like, a new person to work for, right? So I started working for this other boss here, and he was, like, kind of like the big boss there. And it was, like, the polar opposite of everyone I had ever worked for, right? Like, before I had chill boss, you know, doing the same work I'd been doing for, like, for years and years. So now I'm doing different work for a different boss with completely different work style. This guy, he's like a workaholic. He works seven days a week, right? He wakes up at 4 a.m. and starts sending emails, right? Sometimes I wake up on Saturday morning and at seven o'clock and you already see like, there's like three or four emails from like 4 a.m. in your inbox, right? That's his work style. And he's also like a micromanager. And I know, I know. Some of you guys don't like, don't like where you're like me, right? You don't like working with these micromanagers that they want to look over everything. Like, even the emails you send out, they'll look at it. Oh, you need to add a comma here, right? Or, you know, you did this, you, you didn't spell this right, or you should change this word, or like all this stuff. So it was like night and day, like changing to a different boss, different work. I had to work with him, right? Because I had nowhere else to go, and I want to keep my job, right? So, like about after working for this guy for like a month or so, one day he calls me in his office, right? He says, Norman, I don't like the work you're doing, right? Because I know you've been an attorney for like nine years or a day, so you should know what you're doing, but I don't like it. You're doing a bad job. Like, this is like one of the worst comments I've ever gotten in my whole life, right? That I never had people say this to me. And it was shocking. I was like, oh, crap. So I left, I, I left that room and I said, oh, now I got to work like, I gotta make sure everything is like, oh, I make sure I put my commas in my thing, right? So he doesn't complain about my emails or whatever, everything like that. I just like make sure every work I give him is like top, top, top quality. Cause you know, you don't wanna get like a, a bad reputation cause I'm working for this guy now, right? You know, I'm like, oh. So 
I had to start working with this guy and it became a lot more stressful, right? Because you're on edge, you're worried that, oh, is my work good enough? Is this guy gonna complain about me again and say bad things or whatever? So it became a little bit more on edge at work. And then a, month, you know, a few months after that, I started, I started learning the real truth of why did Nick decide to leave the firm and why I saw other partners decide to leave this firm, even though it was like a big national firm or whatever. What I learned through the grapevine is that this firm was actually doing really bad financially too. And that's why Nick left and other people left and some of that. And so, you know, the rumors are going around that, oh, things aren't going well or whatever, right? So then that same boss called me in his office one day. He's just like, and he talks to me again, right? He says, uh, he said, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm sure you heard a little bit of the stuff going on, right? And you know, eventually all that stuff will pass, I'm sure, and then it will get back to normal. And, uh, we, you know, we'll just keep on going forward and, you know, with our work and stuff like that. But, you know, you know I, I'm still not very happy with what you're doing. I don't know if we're going to move forward with you, uh, with the group, right? I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I was like, oh no. He was like, so... That's, that's kind of exactly what he said. And that, that really freaked me out because I thought like, oh, if something happened and there's some change happened, like the firm had a problem and closed down or whatever, like you have to follow this guy around or is he gonna drag me around where, where he goes or we'll have a job going forward. So after that, I think that was around like October, that's when I really went nuts. I said, you know what? I need to make myself have the best impression as possible. So after that, I just started like working like crazy. Right? If I have to work weekends, I work weekends, right? If I work nights, I work nights, right? I try to do the highest quality and highest volume work. And you know, like, like everything else, just like drop to the wayside. Some of you guys know, so I played like fancy basketball with you guys that year. You guys wonder, how come that year I did so badly? Why? Because I like literally stopped playing. I did not play anymore. I just said, Brian, you, you run the team. I stopped playing. I'm too busy, right? Or like watching TV, like I stopped watching TV, like you know, all these shows I recorded on my thing, never watched it, they got deleted by at some point automatically because piled up too much. I said, no, I gotta work, I gotta make sure it's right. Like I would come home, I would put the kids to sleep, and then be like, and then like go and do whatever I need to do, and then it's like, oh, it's like 10 or 11, okay, time to start working again, right? And there'd be some days where I'd like work until like, like, like 1 a.m., like I'm on the couch, and like I fall asleep, like literally on the couch, just from being tired, right? But I figure, I'm just like, I, I gotta do it, right? Because you know, you don't really like lose your job or anything, right? Because sure enough, come around Thanksgiving, one year ago, Thanksgiving of one year ago, the firm announced that, oh, we're we're going bankrupt, <laughs> and uh, come January first, we're out of business, and uh, good luck to everybody, right? <laughs> So then, oh, so they had made that announcement. And so, of course, everyone was like, oh, what's going to happen? So my boss calls me in the office and said, I heard you. So you heard the announcement that they're, you know, we're going out of business and all that stuff. But he says, our team is actually one of the profitable teams. And so other people want to buy our team and hire our team. But the question is, you know, you know, like who, who, you know, they just want us. They want us partners, right? The two partners. They're the one they want to buy, right? But they're going to ask us, who is on your team, right? And so he said like, well, you know, we think we're gonna tell them, you know, we think we're gonna tell them that Norman, I think you did good enough now, you're gonna be on our team, right? Maybe, we'll see. But the problem is, we don't make the final call. 
It's going to be the other firm that makes the final call of who they let us bring. So they're going to be looking over the numbers and everything like that. And if they like it, then you can go, we'll, they, you know, they'll tell us that we can take like one person, two people, three people, whoever, right? What, it's, it's totally their call because we're at their mercy, right? So, you know, it was around Thanksgiving, right? So afterwards they say, oh, I got to keep working hard, right? Because I want to make sure I'm on that list of people that they bring with them to the new firm, right? I want to be like unemployed, like, you know, come, you know, Christmas or whatever, right? Which is when they, when they shut down, right? So same thing, back to it. Work like crazy. Make sure you make a good impression on them that they, you know, make sure you can make a good impression on the boss or whatever, that they like you and all that kind of stuff like that. And then a couple weeks, then it was in December, it was a couple weeks before Christmas where they finally came out with the announcement and the, and the letters and stuff. And, it, and, you know, I was praying about it to make sure that I have a job, right? Going the next year, praying hard about it. And then I did get the offer letter from them. They said, okay, yes, we, we put you on the list of people we wanted and we are going to bring you along and they offered you. And I was like, whoo, sigh of relief. And then I found out, but then I found out this though, that it was true that not everyone got dragged along because there was like one of the girls in one of the offices next to me. I came by that day when everyone got the letters and I went to go talk to her. I didn't realize that she didn't get one and she was like, no, no one told me anything. I was like, I'm oh, sorry, I didn't have said anything, right? So, you know, it's like, oh, really? Now it's really, thank you, God, because you know, I could have wound up like her, right? Where you get stuck out in the cold. So it turned out that they got bought out by an even bigger firm. Like, this is not just a national law firm. It was an international law firm. Like, a law firm that's, like, in, in Europe and Middle East and Asia. So now, starting January 1, went to this, like, Shumungo law firm and fancy office. The same office, the same building that Jade's in, right? And they got this brand new office. It was like, it was like kind of cool. Like, oh, they had a brand new remodeled office and got brand new computers. And they give you like uh, nice snacks and everything like that, I guess, right? Because they have a lot more money at this firm, big money firm. But, you know, we started there in January. And my boss tells us at the first, like the first week, the first week he gets us all together, all the attorneys together, and he tells us this. He says, you know what? We are new kids on the block here, right? We have to prove to these, these guys that they were right for hiring us, right? And we want to put together the best numbers possible and this and that. So I want everybody on this team, we're all working 200 hours this month, right? Now, you guys can do your math, right? It's like 20 days, it's 200 hours. That's like working minimum 10 hours a day, right? And, you, and to get to 10 hours a day, you got to work more than 10 hours a day. So what was it like when we started there? It was like the same thing again, right? It was like, now you got to work every day, and then work at night, and then work at like weekends, and then, oh, it was like the same thing. And so we're all killing ourselves because we want to make that benchmark because that's what he said for us. You got to work 200 hours, right? And it was insane, like just starting there. It was like just work, 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 and more work, and get tired. And there's this stuff, and part of the problem was too, like because I was like the low man on totem pole, like stuff could just randomly get dumped on me because I'm the low man, right? Like, oh, we got this thing that needs to be done by tomorrow. Okay, Norman, get to it, right? And so like really like crazy stuff would happen. Like one time, there's this thing like he says like, oh, I've got this conference call tomorrow morning. I need to get this memo to me. You can just give it to me tonight sometime, right? And then when's the conference call? Oh, it's, uh, it's uh, 8 a.m. Eastern time, right? 
which is like 5 a.m. Pacific, right? He's like, I'll just get to me anytime. I'll be up, because he's up at 4 a.m., right? He says, I'll just get in my 4, you know, 4 a.m. or whatever, be fine, right? And so I remember like one time I went home and I started working on it, like I said, on the couch at like midnight or something. And something like I fell asleep on the couch, right? And then like I would just like randomly woke up at like 2 a.m. or like in a cold sweat. Like, oh, what? <laughs> I didn't work on this thing yet, right? Oh, I gotta get together. And so I put it together and like emailed him at like 3.30 a.m. or something like that. And so, you know, Elaine was saying like, you can't, you can't, this, I don't like this job. Like, this is like killing you. Like, you know, you're like stressed out all the time and working late and whatever and this and that, you know, and it's true. It was kind of bad for my health. Like I was mentioning like that, the some of you guys are talking about the soda and the sparkling water and stuff like that. Like I was drinking like one soda a day. I was telling some of you guys, some of you guys know, they heard this story before. And then I was eating all the snacks, kind of stress eating at work. So they have free snacks there. So I like eat like a bag of chips granola bar so, so I gained like a lot of weight too uh, working there it's like it was bad so then like just randomly out of the blue while I was working while I was there uh, Nick that old guy that I'd worked for a long time ago Nick messaged me randomly on LinkedIn right he says Norman hey remember how uh, you interviewed with us like uh, you know like half a year ago well guess what finally ready to take you on I said well I said you know Nick you, why, why didn't you tell me this like a couple of months ago before I started this job right you know I said if you would have told me before like in December or like November may I would have gone right away but now I like I just started this job right I'm working so hard or whatever do I want to go and change back and join you there and then you know you know and Elaine was asking me the same thing like hey you know like why, why would you want to go there now you're at this like international law firm basically like the top of your profession now right and it's kind of like is it the right career move right because a lot of people they work their whole careers to make it to like a place like that right we're at the biggest of the biggest law firm that's the largest earning potential right the chance for like the biggest bonus and you know when you're working so hard you probably would get like a big bonus right working so many hours and all that kind of stuff like that so i said i don't know i'll pray about it right once again i had to turn to god i don't know so i met with nick and his people, and he said, like, yeah, 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 you know, we really need you now, we're ready, you know, come join us. And so I said, well, why don't you guys make me an offer and we'll see, right? And now I'll think about it, right? And so of course they made me an offer, and of course the offer is like a terrible offer. They'll offer me like less money than I was making or whatever, right? And so I told Elaine, like, yeah, I can't take this, you know, like, oh, it's like, it's like less money or whatever. But she's like, well, you can just talk to them, right? Just like you did last time. Go talk to them and see what they say, right? And then you can decide. So I, so I go back to Nick and I tell him, you know, like, no, no, you have, at the very least, it must be the same amount of money, right? I can't quit my job where I've just started. You know, it doesn't look really bad that I worked here only a couple months and I quit right away. You know, I can't do that. If I'm going to burn that bridge and quit so fast, I have to, you know, get at least the same amount of money and at least something more or out of that. And then, you know, he came up with something like different than expected, right? Because I guess this firm's kind of cheap, I guess, that they didn't want to like offer me like huge money. Like, uh, he says, well, well, yeah, yeah, we can give you like the same money, but how about this? We can offer you to work less hours, 
And that's the thing that caught my attention, right? Because after working like crazy for the past like half year, he says, really? You guys are, he's like, well, yeah, obviously you still need to get your work done, but I don't care if you work like, you know, you know, like, you know, like 150 hours a month or whatever, it doesn't have to be 200 or whatever. And I'm like, oh, so, oh, really? That's a big difference, right? You know, you know, calculate it out. So again, same thing. You know, I prayed about it a lot thought about it a lot and said, oh, should I, what should I do, right? Should I stay at the, the big time prestigious law firm or should I join like, you know, Nick and his new adventure? It's kind of like people, if you think about like in the tech people, like, you know, tech people, some people, they work the whole career to get to like Google. Like, would you quit Google to join like some new startup, right? Like, I don't know, like this is kind of like a startup. But you know, just that draw, oh, I just kept thinking, I kept, that, 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 that draw of, oh, you can work less hours, right? That was too much. So I said, you know what, God, I think I have to go for this opportunity, even though it might be like a bad career move. Like some of you were saying, that might be a bad career move, right? That you went from the prestigious law firm to the no-name law firm, right? But I said, yeah, Nick, I'll take it. I'll go to the no-name law firm. I'll join you there. And so I did that half a year ago. You know, I quit that other job after only working there like three months or something like that. <laughs> and then since then, I think, you know, God really did bless me. I think it was a great move because since then I've been a lot happier, right? I don't have to work on the weekends all the time anymore. I, most of the time at night, I can go home and I go to sleep, right? Instead of like uh, working until I fall asleep, that's a big difference. And you know, you guys have seen me try to do like more things, get involved. You guys saw some of you guys that went flyer passing, right? You saw me go flyer passing for the first time in like ages, right? Why was that? I figured, you know, if God blessed me so much with this better job that gave me like the opportunity to work less, I might as well, you know, honor him, right? And show up and actually do fire passing for once, right? It was a rarity for me, right? So, you know, I, I tried my best to, you know, be thankful. And now I praise him now to be thankful that, you know, I could switch over to his job to like, you know, a little bit more calmer job where... I stopped, drinking, I stopped drinking all the soda and eating the snacks, as I mentioned to some of you guys here today. I lost 10 pounds since I switched jobs, you know? That was the other thing. I was surprised, right? So I can tell you that. Less stress, right? Less stress and less weight, right? But I'm, you know, so far so good. We'll see. Who knows, right? Who knows in the future? Maybe I'll get stressed out again and want to leave, right? And be, Next year you hear about my next uh, fifth job in three years, right? But so far, fourth job in two years seems okay. And, you know, I'm going to praise God and thank God for that. So, you know, right now I'm going to end off here and with my long story. Sorry to tell you this in such big detail. We're going to bow forward to prayer. I want to add in one more thing. You know, if you got, oh, before we end off, if you guys want to have a God that you can pray to and rely on and turn to in your times of need to guide you through all the struggles and life decisions, you know, it's really simple. All you need is Jesus in your heart. By accepting Jesus as your Savior, you have God with you forever. And a God you can pray to. A God that also gives you the gift of everlasting life in heaven. So let's end off with a word of prayer right now. And we're going to pray also that if you, dear friend, want Jesus in your life, you want Jesus to save you from your sins, you want a God that's going to be with you every step of the way through all your life decisions, through the highest of the highs and lowest of the lows, why don't you repeat this prayer right now silently from your heart. Let's bow our head, close our eyes and pray this. Dear God, please look in my heart. I know I've sinned. I know that I've done wrong. But God, right now, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting in Jesus Christ, in Jesus Christ alone, to save me from all my sins. 
God, I really want Jesus to save me from my sins. And I really want to thank you for Jesus and his great salvation. Thank you, God. And now, God, also I'll pray separately. God, thank you for this time we have right now for the Thanksgiving dinner that we could, I could share a little bit of my testimony. And hopefully in a few weeks, more of these people in this audience will share their testimony too to uh, praise you, to honor and glorify you and share about all the things that happened in, in, your, in their lives to really show that you are a great God, a God worthy of praise, a God that guides us through all the hard times, good times, whatever times. God, you are a great God. We thank you for this night. We thank you for you, God. Praise these things in Jesus' name. Amen.